to Know Your Money, where we will explore our relationship with money and how the psychology of it impacts our financial decisions, as everyone thinks about money differently. In our podcast, we'll be presenting a variety of financial topics in an easy-to-understand way, which we hope will assist you with managing your money. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Know Your Money. Hello, Warren. Hello, Craig. How are you guys today? All good, Bron. Nice to see you, Warren. Welcome back. Good to see you. Nice to see you guys. Thank Somebody's you very in the much. Studio. Yeah, we're back in a new studio. Bronwyn's been here already, though. Yeah. 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 Both of you have been on holiday. When's Martin? Yeah, it wasn't holiday. Bron, who's in the studio with you? Some. Yes. So today courses. we have a guest speaker, and her name is Lisa. What Lisa does is NLP therapy and timeline therapy. Now, what the heck is she doing on Know Your Money? Um, what I've found is I have been seeing Lisa. She's been um, coaching me, I yes. think is the word. And it's helped me change my relationship personally as well as my relationship with money. And we just wanted to link how your relationship with money affects everything else. So your relationship with other people and those sort of things. And if you have an area that you want to work on, it might be good to to look at this as well. So she's here today just to sort of explain what she does, how she does it, and we can see how it can help other people. Brilliant. Okay, so hello, Lise. Hi, <laughs> nice to be here. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, so I think where we can start is often you have an intro session with some of your clients just to explain like what you do and how it would benefit them. So do you want to maybe... Sure. Go with that. And here's two test cases for you, Warren and Craig, <laughs> eagerly waiting. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, neurolinguistic programming is neuro is your brain, linguistic is language, and programming is the programming that's happening in your brain. Um, we have patterns that serve us and we have some that don't serve us. So if you can think of when you drive your car, um, Craig, what's the first thing you do when you get into your car? Put my seatbelt on and then start my car. And then close the door, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's quite a good okay, idea. So, <laughs> so, so what you don't often think about what the pattern is no. that runs to do things because they, they run unconsciously. They just happen, and we have millions of those. Our unconscious mind is like a supercomputer. It can do millions of things at the same time. So what we need to do is we need to work out what the patterns are that are running in a specific context area. So like finances or relationships or um, career and work out those patterns so that we can find out how to get them to serve us better. They've obviously served us up to a point, but... Um, once um, we get to a stage that they're no longer serving us is when we then work out that we want to do some work on them. So in neurolinguistic programming and the coaching that I do, I help you to correct the language that you're using. Um, so the things like don't and won't are getting deleted. So when you say I don't want debt, your unconscious mind hears I want debt, the don't gets deleted because it doesn't get processed. So what do you want instead and what what specifically? Some people haven't even thought of that. They don't know what the opposite is. They're so busy focusing on the, the negative of what they don't want. 
So um, where you place your attention is where you place your energy. So if you're placing all your attention and energy onto the things that you don't want, you're actually feeding them energy and producing more of that. So what you want to do is you want to turn around and face towards what you do want and give attention and energy to those. So I help you through the process of a personal breakthrough, which is 12 sessions. And we work through how to correct those patterns. We then do some timeline therapy. Timeline therapy is a form of active imagination where we release your negative emotions like anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, resentment, any of those. We release your limiting beliefs and decisions like I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or a sense of lack. We change them over to desired decisions so that they serve you better. And we do parts integration, which are our minor parts, like minor personalities, really, that we get on the same page in the same book so that they can work like a soccer team together to go and get the goal that we're trying to trying to achieve. And yeah, that's the whole process, like in a nutshell. Okay, so I've got a question um, straight off the bat then. Um, When you said can't, won't, don't, those sort of um, things, um, are you looking at how the person speaks to themselves or how they speak to decisions they have to make? So either or. um, What I always say to my clients is you've got to think of your unconscious mind like the chef in the kitchen. If you were placing an order in a restaurant and you were ordering steak, egg and chips, would you tell them, I don't want it medium, I don't want it well done, or would you just say, I want it medium rare? Say it the way you want it, even when you're talking to people. So a lot of our self-talk is is more negative, um, but if you're placing the order correctly, you're going to get the outcome you want. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. the reason I ask is because I, uh, a few years back, started focusing a lot on the way I talk to myself and the profound outcomes it's had. Yeah. Um, you know, my general anxiety and, and other such things, stress yeah. have massively gone down. And all that's changed is the way I speak to myself. Yeah. Yeah. So most of the time, the, the negative talk is a lot of the self-talk. So that is that is the best way to change it. If you change it there, that's you know going to make the biggest difference. But even talking to kids or anything like that, like it's a great way of you know not don't trip and fall, mm. walk carefully. And also in golf, you can use this. In fact, I know the pros do it as well. So funny to bring golf into it. Yeah, no, good. But <laughs> if you're standing on your second shot and there's water left then the, the caddy will never, on the pro circle, never say, be careful of the water left. He'll say the miss is right. So then, so the right-hand side is in your head, not the left-hand side. Don't think about the miss is right, and then you yes. you attract it to where that goes, to the yeah, right-hand you focused, side. Yeah, you focused on the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like a lot of our listeners might be listening because they are facing their problem. Do you know what I mean? They're trying to listen to this to get the answer of what they're facing. And what this is going to try to teach them or show them is like, turn around, look at something else. What can you focus on or how can you look at it from a more positive aspect? And especially the, the way you speak about money and what your yes. parents told you. you know, money doesn't grow on trees and yeah. all those kind of things, which are so negative, which yeah. there is an abundance of money. And Absolutely. that's... 
You know, so those are called towards and away from strategies. Okay. So a towards strategy is when you know what you want, you're looking at it, you focused on the right thing and you're walking towards it. And away from strategy is almost fear-based. You're backing off from something yeah. and your attention and energy is still focused on that. So how do we turn you around and get you the clear vision of where you're needing to go f- to go towards rather than backing off from something? Yeah. And I mean, I know since I've been working with Lisa, when I first started, I was so worried that, you know, because she talks about your patterns changing. And then I was worried that my personality is almost going to change or my empathy is not going to be there so much because now I'm dealing with these patterns that did serve me. And it's not to say that they go away. I just almost protect my energy a little bit better, if that makes sense. So I'm still the same person. I still feel feelings but it doesn't affect me or the people around me as much I mean I know my husband is not loving that I've done this because now he's the one that's stressing because I'm not (laughs) you know the one day there was no water at our house and he was like what are we going to do with the kids I'm like, okay, well, they don't have to bath today. And he just looked at me like, are you serious? And he went and he put a pot on the stove and, you know, and it was all those things. And it's not to say that I don't worry anymore, but like I also have capacity now of what to actually worry about and what is the bigger picture. Does that make sense? It does. So I remember being on holiday at a sort of crossroad in my life years ago. And um, I stumbled upon a book. I won't read the full title, but it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. (laughs) Beep, beep. Yeah, beep, beep, beep. Um, And that's kind of exactly what they were saying in that, or he was saying in that, was you only have so many Fs to give and what really matters to you. Because if you start giving your energy to all these things that actually, either or completely out of your control, or you don't, you 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 don't have any um, power over outcome, Mm. um, or don't actually affect you. Yeah. You know, um, I remember seeing this morning uh, there was a guy on YouTube speaking to his father, and he goes, "So what was the Great Depression? His grandfather, sorry, what was the Great Depression like?" And he was like, "It was fine." He goes, "What do you mean?" Mm. He goes, "Well, no one had money." Yeah. So it wasn't like we were worse off than the neighbors. So we didn't worry about it because it didn't affect us. We were all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, so going to what you say, well, the kids will go without a bath today. It'll be fine. They'll live. Yeah. The so what I, and exactly uh. what you've, sorry, Lise, exactly what you've said there, like, I now have capacity to do other things. I'm not so exhausted at the end of the day because I wasted energy on certain things or I took someone else's stuff and made it my own. Like, it's just helped me with that, that I can focus on the things I want instead of what I don't want, you know? And, well, with my clients, I always say, like, draw a, f- a fried egg in, in their journal and I say that the yellow of the egg is your light. Like, don't let stuff that's not yours dim your light. So learn to just ask, like, what can I do that can directly change this? If it's just that you're going to talk to somebody and ask them to not do something because it's upsetting you, they have a choice whether they're going to listen to you or not. Um, So can you really directly change it? More than likely not. So some of it you've just got to move outside into the white of your egg and say, you know, I I can ask them, but whether they listen or not is up to them. And know that it's not 
not your staff. And be prepared that if you do decide to ask them that you are then at their will um, and you have lost all control over the situation, whereas you could have either decided to walk away from something that upsets you um, and that's your choice or you can choose to not be annoyed. You can do that. People say, no, but I'm just annoyed. Mm. You can choose to not be. So that's cause and effect. So put yourself at cause because it actually gives you your power back. Most people think if they're on their effect side of life, everything, they've got a hundred reasons why all these things are happening to them. Um, My boss doesn't do this. My colleagues don't do that. Um, The victim mentality, they think, keeps them powerful because it's all happening to them. Whereas if you just put yourself at cause and you go, well, what can I do differently? Or how would I like to change this? You take back that power. So Lisa, does explain cause? In yeah. How do you mean by cause? So what, what did I do that caused this? So if you walk in and let's say you've arrived home and um, your wife comes to you and says, now what's going on with this? And you've been stuck in traffic for an hour and you end up losing your temper. And how could you put yourself at cause in a situation like that? Just, I need to just take five minutes and go, well, I was actually so annoyed. It actually had nothing to do with her. She was just coming to talk to me because I finally got home. I actually just needed five minutes from the terrible traffic I was in. So you just look at what you could do differently um, so sorry. By cause, do you mean what triggered that emotional outburst? Like, what was the cause of it? Is that yeah, what cause like means? what could I have done that caused this? Okay. How, what could I learn from this that I can do differently next time? So, um, if you just ask yourself those questions, you finding how you can tweak things, how you can um, change the next way. The next time I get home after driving for an iron traffic. I maybe just need to go, why don't you just give me five minutes? I'm just going to go and change and come back and deal with you that I'm not in this, you know, aggravated mood from from taxis and all of this going on in front of me and trying to get through the traffic to be here on time. So there, you've got a learning. So And if you're getting a learning every time, there's no failure. There's only feedback. You know, and I've got a I've got a prime example of that. I remember I don't know what emotion or thing we were were doing, but it was around my kids and like when I have to get them dressed in the morning and they don't want to get dressed, like I just used to like lose it. Like just put your clothes on, you know? And they just wouldn't. And we sat with that and like, okay, what is the cause of me getting that upset? And it's almost like they fed off that. They wanted me to reach my my tipping point. And dealing with, okay, I'm feeling frustrated. Now, if I go into my son's room and I say get dressed and I can feel those feelings starting to come, then I say, do you want me to dress you or are you going to dress yourself? And if that doesn't work, then I walk out for a few seconds and I come back in. And our house is in this erupting Volcano. Thank you. Yes. So I still have the problem, if you want to call it that, that he won't bloody well get dressed. Um, But I don't let it, I don't react as much as I used to, if that makes sense. And it does get done. 100%. And I think um, if you look at it through the eyes of what we're talking about, so the programming aspect, Mm. you are choosing to take a different route and repeating that process. Yeah. 
And by doing that, you've created a new way that you deal with that particular situation. A new neural pathway, actually, yeah. yeah. Well, there we it's go. It's called a pattern interrupt. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I also find that um, upon decision-making, more and more recently, um, whenever I'm dealing with someone, whether it's my wife, my brother, whoever, my father, if they are behaving in such a way that is not normal towards me, they're either upset, whatever emotion they're expressing, I really do try to empathize with them and understand where it's coming from as well because I think we are so fast to react to somebody else's reaction mm. and that doesn't help anything, mm. ever. That's why men start wars. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's doing the best they can with the tools they have and until they have bigger, better tools, they can't... They can't do what they're doing in a different way. So it's all about just getting new tools in your toolbox that you can use to deal with different situations. Okay, so we've got like a basic now of uh, or an understanding and some examples. Um, I think that's pretty good for an episode. What do you think, Roman? Absolutely. Any questions, anyone else? No, that was great. Thanks, Lisa. So I think You're that welcome. explains what Lisa does. And so if they do want to get hold of you, Lisa, where can they go? They can go to my website, which is www.afirststepfirsttheword.co.za. Um, awesome. Awesome stuff. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast would like to subscribe, please visit our website, www.growthfp.co.za. The information we have provided in this podcast is our personal opinion. For more detailed information, please discuss your financial situation with a financial planner.